beautiful, awesome, courageous woman of God listening to this. Thank you for joining our six-week podcast, Divine Discussion Series, where we're here to discuss two fundamental truths. Let's be honest. One, God is really good. And two, we women, we like to talk. We like to self-reflect, and we certainly value our relationships So we might as well create time and space to talk about how good God really is. So we're taking six episodes to talk about three key areas as it relates to our relationship with God and our faith. We've spent two episodes discussing our direct relationship that we have with God, all the amazing things that he's done for us, is doing right now in our lives, how to really pray and deepen that relationship. If you haven't had an opportunity, by the way, go back and listen to episode one and tune in to Maisie Hartfield's unique and awesome testimony of her relationship with God, the power of grace, a really fun, passionate discussion on prayer from our episode two with Miss Laura McKay, a really deep and moving discussion on identity and how Christ sees us with Miss Melissa Minor, in an insightful discussion on our gifts and abilities that God gives us with Whitney Miller. And today, we'll be discussing how our relationship with God and the relationship we hold with ourselves, how this impacts the ways that we relate and interact with other people in our lives and how we respond to them. And as a reminder, these audio podcast episodes are meant to be paired with the one-on-one facilitated video sessions that you are welcome to do on your own with a friend or in a group study. In each of these episodes, as usual, we'll highlight a special guest, leader, and influencer of Bay Hope Church to share her own unique insights into our discussion. So for our fifth episode, we are here today to honor one particular woman to help us discuss really influencing our interactions with others in a positive way to be more Christ-like. So please help me welcome... Miss Emily DeRees. Hey, Emily. Thank hey, you for joining Sam, us. Thanks for inviting me. We are really excited to have you. Um, and a lot of our listeners, of course, are a part of the Bay Hope family, but we may have some outside of the Bay Hope community. So for an official introduction, I'd love for you to share. Emily, who are you and what do you do around Bay Hope Church? Oh, gracious. Well, I'm Emily. Um, I am the Senior Director of Next Generation Ministries, which is a very long title to mean um, I work with kids and students birth through high school. I also work with our special needs friends as well as our curriculum studies for all of those groups. And it's the best job ever. Fantastic. So you definitely juggle a lot of different plates. Yes. Uh, so what would you say is your favorite part about what you do? Oh, gracious. Um, I think the next generation, I think this is a Bay Hope value. Um, it's so important that we start right now with our next generation um, and really pour into them in areas of discipleship and service and um, teaching them how to love Jesus well with their lives while they're so young. Um, And that's just such a privilege. And I think it's meaningful and important work. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Being Mm -hmm. able to start them so young with the right foundation. And we get to do summer camp. So that's amazing too. (laughs) Right. Makes all the difference in the world. Well, for those of you that don't know Emily, as I do. Emily is awesome. She is so bubbly and fun and has amazing energy. She's super hospitable and kind. So I felt that she was perfect for this particular topic when it comes to our interactions with others because 
obviously with her role here at Bay Hope, she interacts with so many people from the Bay Hope staff to members to her family and kids. Um, so I really felt that she was the one most aligned to help us with this discussion. And I just want to open up uh, with a brief scripture here uh, from Colossians uh, 4 or 5. So God calls us to respond and interact well with others. And sometimes in our human sin sin nature, you know, we do fall short of this, right? So from Colossians 4 or 5. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. And I would say that, you know, in our humanness and our sin-stained nature, at times we all fall short of this. If somebody says or does something that we don't particularly like, your first reaction, it might not necessarily be Christ-like. It could be irritation or frustration or hurt or defensiveness, judgment or anger. And before we know it, we end up saying or doing something that we don't truly need just because we're going off of our first gut reaction and it isn't necessarily the Christ-like way that we intend. So when it comes to interacting with those that we love in the world to improve those relationships, we have to be thinking about you know, what we have control over and being more Christ-like. So Emily, what do you feel like are things, uh, when it comes to interacting with others, you know, what are the things that we really can't control? Oh gosh, most everything. It kind of seems like, um, I think, um, everybody makes their own choices. So other people's decisions and other people's behavior are not things that we can, um, control. I think life-altering events, things like loss and grief and death and kids and job losses and things like that um, are oftentimes out of our control. Um, you know, small irritations, things like, you know, being cut off in traffic and, and you know, a rainy day when you need it to be a sunny day, um, those kind of things. I, th I think they're all really, really far out of our control. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much that we can't control, especially you know, when it comes to how other people choose to respond and interact with us. And I think that that's where grace really plays a part in being able to stop and see from outside of our own emotions or our own perspective and where the other person may be coming from. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, gracious. I think um, being able to step outside of yourself and look at where someone else is coming from is a skill to be built and not a gift that you're given. Um, I think it's, it's something that takes mindfulness and intentionality in order to step out. We're naturally a little selfish, you know, I think. And so um, it, it's not an easy thing. And I think it has to be intentional. So what are some things um, that you've done to be more intentional in that way? Well, um, so I did a lot of reading um, with my daughter trying to come up with ways to help regulate our emotions and ground ourselves. Because I don't know if you've ever met a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, but they are not the most um, smooth and unselfish type people in the world. Um, so one of the great things um, that I learned from all that research and working with her um, is, a, is a, a moment of grounding. So something like thinking about five things you can see and four things you can hear and three things you can smell in a moment where you feel yourself kind of starting to get that tense feeling, that yucky feeling in your stomach. I'm going to say something I regret just to take two moments, to take one deep breath, to think about where I am in the present moment, 
really helps us to take a step down, I think, um, and be able to respond in a way that's intentional and not a way that maybe makes my emotional state feel good in just, emo- in, you know, just myself. Um, so I think that that's really powerful. Yeah, that's an awesome way to, I think, take a step back uh, and, and really zone in, you know, mm-hmm. on the present moment and yeah. be more focused on, you know, what would be the more Christ-like way to right. respond. So in all of these things that we don't have control over, like other people's decisions, mm-hmm. behavior, how other people are feeling, or those small irritations mm-hmm. that you referenced, what are some things that you feel, Emily, that we can influence with, within our interactions with other people? Well, I think, I think the best gift that God gives us, and I think, I think it makes the fruit of the Spirit list for a reason, is self-control. Um, and like I said, I think that that's learned and not necessarily just given. It's something that's cultivated over time. So um, I think in order to control yourself, to have self-control, I think that is the only thing we can control is our own response. Um, so in my mind, learning about yourself, letting God teach you who he made you to be and where are your triggers and your hurts and your hangups, knowing those things and being with the Lord on those things is crucial in order to when you get to a situation that kind of brings out your worst self you know what that worst self is going to be like and you're able to accommodate it so you know if i um i don't know if i am frustrated with my daughter and she's you know she's coming back at me and she's being defiant which never happens right and it never happens with kids um <laughs> maybe just once or twice or three times a day um and i'm starting to get really frustrated i'm starting to boil over a little bit um i know i need to take a step back and think okay what am i thinking right in this minute what am i doing because what i'm going to do is i'm going to start to yell at her and that's not going to be helpful for either one of us it's not going to bring her closer to jesus and that's our goal right i mean that's what that's what god wants us to do and so if i can stop for a minute what I know about myself is I'm feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm not a good enough mom right now in this moment. I'm not, something is wrong and I'm feeling really insecure and I'm feeling really inadequate and, and that's not okay. So I know that about myself. And so when that happens, I can replace it with the truth. Um, and Craig Rochelle wrote a great book on it, um, Winning the War in Your Mind. But you replace it with the truth that, no, God called me to be her mom. God equips me to do the things I need to do. And so therefore I can respond to this in the way God wants me to respond. It's not, I'm not responding out of fear or guilt or shame or anything like that. I'm responding out of my love for my daughter because I love Jesus. Um, and so when you can replace those lies, those tapes that play in your head with truth, I think it makes it much easier for us to look at the person across from you or the thing that's across from you that's irritating or, you know, triggering in some way um, and and really be able to treat it in a way that is gone-ottering. Yeah, I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. I something I heard many, many years ago um, in the personal growth space that I think Mm -hmm. is very relevant to what you just said Mm -hmm. is the idea that we have millions of thoughts a day, Mm -hmm. right? And we can't always control the first thought that we have Mm -hmm. when it may not be that Christ-like thought that we want to have, but we can control maybe the second or the third thought to be a more empowering one that would serve us in the situation or serve the other person. Right. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Being able to catch it the second or third thought, I think, is amazing. And I think the other thing that really would help is, you know, in your quiet time, in your personal reflection with God, to look back over your day or look ahead to your day and really have him ask him, what, where, where can I 
work on myself? Where can I see, you know, where have I rubbed someone the wrong way? How did I respond? Was it the way you wanted me to? And I think being able to reflect on that helps us learn and grow um, to be more like Jesus. And that's the goal. Mm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that here, but you just really struck something um, of passion within me and the idea that in our interactions with other people, when we're frustrated, we're hurt, Mm -hmm. we're holding out a fence, we're often looking to the other person to yes. change. Uh-huh. Once they change, I'll right. be nicer and yes. I'll do the things that they're asking me <laughs> to do, true. right? Versus saying, hold on, hold on. Let mm-hmm. me actually take responsibility here and look inward uh-huh. instead of externally to, towards this other person right. to say, how can I take responsibility to change and to right. be better? And through that, mm-hmm. how can that example then influence someone else. Right. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's totally true. I think there's a lot of talk about boundaries right now, like in the like mental health self self help space, you know. Um, and I think uh, oftentimes we think about boundaries as if you don't do that this, then I'm going to do this. And I don't think that that's true. I think a boundary is something that I hold for myself. So if you're going to scream at me, I can't continue this conversation. It's about my response, my reactions. It's nothing about your response or your reactions. And I think that goes back to what you said, you know, at the beginning, you you can't truly control the other person and we shouldn't want to control another person. We want to love the other person um, in a healthy way that makes sense, that is God honoring. Yeah, I love that. What would you say would be a piece of guidance or advice that you may give to someone um, in, in a position where maybe they're trying to express their wants, their needs, their boundaries? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think clear communication is really important to identify like, hey, this is making me feel a certain way. Um, I think not blaming someone else is important because, I mean, as we know in all of these talks, defensiveness is one of the first things that happens with all of us. And so to go immediately at um, attacking someone else's character or actions is not going to be a productive conversation most of the time. So I think if you can get on the same side of the table with someone and look at the problem from across the table together versus being on opposite sides of the table, I think is really important um, in order to love them well, because we want to work together. I love that. So I think what you're saying or Mm -hmm. how it comes across to me is the idea that when there's a problem, when there's conflict, mm-hmm. instead of just seeing this through like my lens and my hurt, let me let me just take a step back uh-huh. from my emotions, yes. <laughs> take a deep breath, and then say, hold on, hold on. What is the other person's perspective Correct. here? And then if the other person can do the same to say, well, what is this person's perspective? Mm-hmm. So that way we take a, a backseat to our emotions. Correct. Right. And mm-hmm. look at the thing objectively then to say, well, how do we meet in the middle and come to some type of right. agreement? Right. Moving forward. Well, and it's interesting because, I mean, scripture says the the heart is deceitful. Right. And so we know our emotions are not the total truth. It's not the whole picture. It's not the whole story. Um, and my counselor said a really great thing. Her name is Judy. She's brilliant. Um, and she gave us this exercise where you picture yourself in a beautiful theater and you are acting in a play and you're right in the midst of the fight scene, right? And you don't have perspective there. So you need to get up into the balcony, take a step back, get up in the balcony in your mental mind and look down at the situation and just assess for a moment and think about outside of my emotion, outside of me being in the moment, the stress and the, you know, your fight or flight response is high, your cortisol levels have spiked. You've got to get back from that for a minute and really look and remember, what am I here for? What is, what's the purpose? Why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because nine times out of 10, it's, I want whoever's across from me to love Jesus and I want to love them well. 
Um, and so in order to do that, we have to we have to be able to have self-control over our emotions and over our gut reactions sometimes. I love that. What do you feel like for you um, have been things maybe in your interactions with others um, that maybe in the moment you felt that you didn't have much control over and that it, you allowed it to affect you, you know, in some type of negative way? <laughs> when does that not happen, Sam? <laughs> right? Well, we can be relatable here to our listeners because yeah, it happens to all of <laughs> us. Does. Um, I think it happens a lot in parenting, and I've kind of already touched on that a little bit. So, um, you know, kids just somehow know how to push exactly the right button. And so it's really good to be able to um, take a step back and know what your buttons are. So I think that's really important. Um, Other ways, it's difficult for me. I'm a type A kind of gal. I'm a really black and white kind of thinker. It's difficult for me when I can't, when I don't have control. So I'm a foster parent. Sometimes the case managers come in and out. They don't give me notice. They come to my house when I'm busy. It's not convenient. Um, and all of this is very stressful for me because I'm a type A. I schedule four weeks in advance. You know, that that's just my personality. Um, and I learned a long time ago, I've been a foster parent for about four years. Um, and about two years ago, I really learned, okay, is my purpose that I keep my schedule Or is my purpose that I can take a moment and be a light to this case manager that's coming into my door for a minute? Because God's giving me an opportunity right here in this moment to someone who may or may not love Jesus, who may or may not be having a good day, who may or may not be, you know, having personal problems at home or whatever the case may be. Um, He's giving me an opportunity in that minute. So can I put aside my frustration and can I'm and certainly I can advocate for please give me some advance notice because I'm I'm a human and and I would advocate for my needs that way. But it's more important to see the person than it is to keep myself on a good you know emotional keel. I guess um, my preferences don't matter as much as God's plan. Mm. I appreciate you sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you're alone by any means <laughs> no, when it sure comes <laughs> to our women listeners and yeah. this idea of control. And I think that that lends well to the idea of how important mm-hmm. interactions with other people to be really trusting God. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we let go of that need to control, that need to know, that need to understand mm-hmm. and just do it God's way yeah. instead of our own. That's usually where the magic happens. Yeah. It's simple, but it's not easy. Right. Exactly. Well, what are, so we've talked a little bit about, you know, obviously triggers and things that we can't control in our interactions Mm -hmm. with other people. What are some ways for you that you feel that you're working to improve the influence that you may have in your interactions with others? I think um, consistency and follow through are really key. Um, If I show up being the same person every day over and over when I inevitably do have one bad day or a couple of bad days probably. Um, My hope is that I've built up enough um, trust and enough uh, relational credibility over time um, that the person is going to see me for who I am and who I want it to be, not for this one moment in time. And you don't always get that opportunity. There are people you see one time and never again. Um, but I think in our like everyday day-to-day relationships, I think consistency and follow through are really important. Um, and I think it's it's know thyself, you know, what's going to help you be grounded and be able to have intentionality um, 
in your interactions with others. So, okay, I know this person rubs me the wrong way. What am I going to do to prepare? Okay, I'm going to go into it with a good attitude. I'm going to take a moment in the car before I walk in. I'm going to get prepared. Um, I think the self-reflection that we talked about earlier is key, being able to say, okay, God, show me my pattern. Show me, you know, where where are things going right and wrong and how can I adjust, you know, and, and help me take the Holy Spirit with me when I go to this next thing. Um, because God wants us to win and he wants us to have good interactions. I mean, that's that's the the uh, command he left us with is love God, love others. Um, so I think that's super duper important as well. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that it's that level of, of self-awareness mm-hmm. for what the triggers may be mm-hmm. and uh, taking responsibility for ways to inwardly you know, improve while also I'm hearing you know, being consistent, right, right. and how we treat other people. Mm-hmm. And then in that way, you almost create your own brand and reputation for sure. what you can be dependent on. Right. For. Yeah, because our brand is reflective of God. And how important is that? Like, that's a big mantle to carry when you're a Christian, you follow Jesus. So um, I think it's really important that we in the best way we can. And of course, nobody's perfect, but we represent him the best way we know how. And when people see that, it's attractive. And people want to know, like, how are you going through this thing like you are? How are you responding to this the way that you are? Well, because the Holy Spirit lives in me. He's teaching me what to do. He's forming me. He's shaping me. I'm being sanctified through this process. It's so important. And it it becomes an attractive witness to other people who might not know who Jesus is yet. I love it. The idea that mm-hmm. we are representing mm-hmm. the Christ brand and almost yeah. having this filter before mm-hmm. we go and say or do something yeah. that we don't mean, sure. ultimately asking the question of, hey, God, how can I show mm-hmm. up in this moment in a way that right. would really make you proud or mm-hmm. to, to honor this person or this situation? Right. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, for sure. I think that's so true. Um, I think it's it's just so important that we are an attractive witness. I think we're supposed to be salty. I think um, the world is in a state right now that they really need to see goodness. Um, and God gives us the roadmap for how to be that. He gives us the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. Um, when we're able to respond with those things, it's showing the fruit of who God is and that makes it attractive to somebody else. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the you know intent behind these podcasts Obviously, we want to inspire with mm-hmm. wonderful stories such sure. as yours and <laughs> offer new perspective and mm-hmm. insight. Uh, I'm also big on creating call to action so that when people hear, you know, all of this, how can mm-hmm. they, in a productive way, implement things they may hear or sure. learn to influence, right? So based on what you've shared today, Emily, what do you think is a li- one thing that a listener could take away from your story Um, that would help them in regard to their interactions with others to be more Christ-like? I think the most important thing is to realize that God did not create us in a vacuum. Um, We're meant to be in community with people um, like ourselves and also not like ourselves. Um, Community is messy and it's tense and it's beautiful and it helps really hold the mirror up to who we are inside. Um, It sanctifies us, it helps us, it helps us kind of check ourselves and become more like Jesus. So I think my encouragement to people listening today would be to be intentional in your self-reflection and your time with Jesus and and let him teach you who you are and who he wants you to be. 
and also be plugged into community because that group of people is going to help form and shape you over time um, and to be kind of aware of where your communities already lie and, and where you can have influence in the minute and really show up in those spaces um, to to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I think that's the takeaway. I love it. So find ways to be self-reflective and in tune with the ways that God can refine us and make us better and also find ways to be proactive and involved within the community and actually be the hands and feet of Jesus. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights today, Emily. It was so awesome. My to pleasure. Have you. Thanks for inviting me. 